So episode four of Succession is in the bag and it feels like the season is kind of just taking a wild turn after a wild turn if previous seasons already weren't, right? So in this episode, we are back at Logan's house or uh, mini mansion in, in Manhattan. And uh, obviously everyone is there for his funeral. It's a uh, very somber kind of and sad and obviously Everyone is kind of vying for positioning. Who's going to be the CEO? Why they should be the CEO? Um, of course, there's this mysterious piece of paper that Logan left in a safe. There's so much going on here. Um, so let, let's kind of break this down step by step. So to start with, um, we initially see Kendall walking into the apartment and uh, to his surprise, Marsha is there because guess what? She owns the place, um, which, you know, convenient timing for her, right? Uh, she happens to uh, still own a $60 million uh, apartment in Manhattan. Um, so obviously that's surprising to see him, see her there. And uh, Kendall obviously didn't know that. So everyone's making power plays, even including Marsha. And I mean, I guess you can't blame her. She was always there for the money and is back for the money. And apparently was still very close with, with Logan. So from there, Kendall makes his way inside and uh, there's Roman and Shiv and Roman seems to, you know, be over his grief, at least temporarily. Um, we kind of know that he probably isn't. Uh, he's just kind of putting on a tough face. And Shiv is obviously not doing great. He's dealing with the ex-husband situation and now her dad's death. There's just, there's a lot going on in Shiv's world. Um, but nevertheless, um, you know, they still have to get this deal done with Gojo. And um, they get a call from him and they just let it go to voicemail, which is a bad omen. Because um, now this guy thinks he's, he's getting blown off and the deal is supposed to happen like that day, um, and obviously there's the funeral, and <laughs> it, I mean, I guess as a bit of, uh, you know, alluding to the, the dark, cold world that is business deals, they, they don't even care that Logan passed away, you know, they're concerned about buying the company, is the deal going through, and, you know, they try calling back, and they're just giving him, he's just, he's, they're just getting the cold shoulder, because they let the initial call go to voicemail. I guess the question remains, you know, do they actually still want the deal to go through? I think, I think yes, that they do. They still need the money because they still want to buy the other company and merge everything. And they put a $10 billion offer out for the company. So it, it seems like, you know, they still, they do actually want that deal to happen. Um, they're just trying to get all their ducks in a row in terms of who's going to be the CEO of the company. Um, which kind of spills into the next part. So uh, you have a meeting of the minds um, <laughs> in the back room of the kitchen. And, you know, Tom's kind of trying to make his play. He's happy to serve anyone who, and everyone who will gladly keep him around or promote him. Um, and everyone obviously just, you know, they're all vying in a way to be CEO. I think Frank knows that he he isn't going to be the CEO. So his role is kind of just trying to decide who's going to be the best possible choice. Um, doesn't seem like it's ever going to be Frank. Frank might not be a bad interim CEO, but um, it's probably not going to happen. 
And then you have Carl, um, Carl the CFO, and you know Jerry even alludes to his prior business deals. He was a legend, but you know obviously, obviously Jerry wants to be the CEO, even though she was just fired. Even though no one knows that, and now she's not fired, which complicates things. Uh, but her position is a little weak because they all knew Logan wanted her out. Um, and she was already CEO. So wh why do it again? Why go down that road again? So really, it seems like the choices are, are Carl. Um, Tom does try to throw his hat in the ring and then he gets a quick, uh, not going to happen from Carl and, and as a friend, uh, which was a hilarious back and forth between the two of them. But it's not going to happen for Tom. And he quickly realizes the group he has surrounded himself in are not his friends. They just put up with him because Logan wanted him around. Probably has some sort of power play to, you know, piss off Shiv by keeping her soon-to-be ex-husband around in his back pocket. But he's not wanted by anyone. Um, and, well, you know, Greg is in a bit of the same position, even though I guess he is directly related to the family, so he has stronger ties and bonds there. But really, you know, th these two are kind of just, you know, throwaways. They're around because they're around, and who knows how much longer they will be around. And then Connor and Willow show up and Connor immediately makes a business deal uh, and buys the apartment from Marsha for 60 million on the spot or 63 million on the spot because according to him, it's impossible to get into these buildings and there are tremendous fees, even though he just paid $60 million. So what are real estate fees to someone who can spend 60 million on an apartment? I don't know, but those are his reasons. And now he is the proud owner of his dad's apartment, which feels a little bit awkward to me. Like, would you, would you really want to be spending all your time in your, you know, dead dad's apartment with like just his ghost hanging around. I feel like I, Logan was already kind of, you know, a horrible person. And then I can't imagine uh, his spiritual, the spiritual version of him or the ghost version of him would be any better. I, I wouldn't want to live there even if it is a really nice spot, but Whatever, Connor's gonna live there. That, 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 that's his. That's his new home. And then, of course, Stewie shows up, and, and just to throw another wrench into the whole party. But he'll play an important part down the line. Um, but what happens first is that they first have to uh, discuss this this piece of paper that Frank found in the vault that has mysterious writing on it, um, undated, which says to everyone's kind of shocked and all that. He wanted Kendall to be the CEO and there's no date on the piece of paper. So it could have been be written anywhere. And like, as they pointed out, like there's been a number of times that Logan has, you know, said you could be the CEO, but you're not the CEO. And the last time anyone checked, they hated, absolutely hated each other's guts. And um, yeah, the relationship wasn't good. So it's hard for them to believe that Logan still wanted Kendall to take over. But there is a piece of paper with Kendall's name on it that Logan wrote. And that's important from a legal standpoint. Having your name on a piece of paper, naming you a CEO, uh, is going to pale in comparison to someone who's just trying to throw their hat in the ring. Um, if he wanted to take the legal route, I'm sure he, he could have, you know, Kendall, um, if, if they tried to deny him being a CEO. So really, he's in a really powerful position right now as is Roman, uh, who's also, you know, mentioned as the CEO of the company, uh, being, you know, as someone who could be next in line as well. So 
this definitely complicates things and throws a wrench into Jerry and Carl's plan. They, they, they are not going to be named the CEO of the company on an interim level or ever. Not with Kendall's name in the way. And um, Shiv is obviously a little... Uh, she doesn't feel too great about the situation. And honestly... And Shiv doesn't feel too great about the situation. And honestly, you could probably understand that because at one time she was going to be the potential successor or CEO of the company. And that all was obviously much ado about nothing. It wasn't going to happen. Maybe she blew it. Maybe it was never going to happen anyway. Basically, you have a bunch of potential CEOs all trying to vie for the CEO position. Um, and, you know, somehow in this private conversation where uh, Kendall, Roy, and Roman and Shiv are, you know, discussing like, hey, how was this going to play out? And obviously they're notorious just for constantly going back and forth, never agreeing with each other, not being serious people, as Logan said earlier in the season. But now they're having a very serious conversation about who is going to succeed Logan. Um, and Shiv still has her feelings about it. She still wants to be the CEO. But obviously Kendall has that name on the piece of paper, which might be underlined or crossed out. We don't know. It's hard to tell. Either way, during this conversation, uh, it seems like Roman and Kendall kind of pick up on each other's signals here. And they decide that they should be co-CEOs, just like in that moment. And honestly, from a business perspective, that kind of makes sense because you have your the two sons taking over. Um, it's a shared position. They can, there's kind of a checks and balances there, even though they're probably both not cut out to be, be in the role. But nevertheless, there is a balance of power. Um, it doesn't look like Kendall is just trying to swoop in and take it all for himself. And Shiv is left out on paper, even though they say, we're going to inform you and be across from everything. Just the way the show has gone, you probably already are thinking that somehow Shiv is going to be the one left out. Um, not just on paper, but also... Just in reality, like there's, they're probably not going to honestly keep her around in the way that they, they say they are, even though they promise, um, which maybe it will play out the rest of the season somehow. Um, it's hard, it's hard to tell. And then obviously there's Stewie, who, who still has the vote on the board, um, who Kendall kind of makes his last ditch effort and pleads to like, please vote for me. And. Um, you know, Stewie always wanting something in for himself. Kendall says it's a favor, but obviously the, there's got to be something else in it for Stewie uh, specifically because uh, he doesn't seem like the type that will just do a favor for someone. Uh, needs to be benefiting from it in a way. Uh, but nevertheless, he gets Kendall's back in this meeting. And yeah, they kind of just force this co-CEO idea down everyone's throats. Um which is indicative of the way that Kendall always had to be. Um, you know, I saw a great clip on TikTok of someone doing a voiceover uh, from Logan when he told Kendall, you know, maybe you could be the CEO, maybe not, but you just lack that killer instinct. And now that Logan is out of the way and th there's no ifs, ends, or buts about it anymore. There has to be a successor and you kind of see that killer instinct coming out. Uh, this... Kendall wants it, and he's going to take it. He's going to make the deal with Stewie. He's going to make the deal with Roman. 
Uh, he's going to tell Shiv whatever he has to tell her. And he's going to take it. And he's going to tell Tom to just get out of here. Good luck with whatever you want to do with your life. It's time to cut loose ends. It's time to finally be the CEO that he always wanted to be. So once they're in this meeting, it's inevitable that Kendall is going to become the CEO along with Roman. It's on an interim basis, but I think everyone knows that uh, you know, th this is this is going to be it. Um, we'll have to see how the Gojo deal goes from there. And, you know, there's one really great scene at the end of it um, after Kendall speaks with the PR people. And, you know, the PR people kind of are suggesting, like, how, how, how do we play this out as, you know, from a publicity standpoint? Do we want to kind of go with Logan was a loving, uh, you know, husband and father, blah, blah, blah. Or do we want to kind of allude to the fact that he was losing it and a success, successor needed to be named anyway? And maybe it's kind of a good thing that Kendall is now going to be named the CEO. And there's new, new, new people in charge. There, there's new blood, um, literally. And Roman was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going to badmouth dad's name. Um, not going to happen. And uh, Hugo, the publicist, kind of immediately backs off. Okay, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. But it puts that idea in Kendall's head. And Kendall, now kind of becoming that killer, um, he, you know, he, he needs the power play. He, he's not afraid to make power plays anymore. And at the end of the episode, he walks up to Hugo and says, you know, I want you to do that, but keep it on the DL. Don't tell anyone it came from us. Don't let anyone know it was you. And Hugo wants to kind of go get approval on it. And Kendall, you know, going back to the beginning of the episode when Hugo told him about what may or may not be insider trading because his daughter sold stock before the announcement that Logan had passed away, um, you know, on the premise that the stock might, might die. So she wanted to cash out higher and... Obviously, it doesn't look good. Kendall even asked, like, are there phone records of this? Um, which, would be, which would be damning evidence. If there's phone records of Hugo talking to his daughter about Logan passing away and uh, alluding in some way, shape, or form, and they're talking about selling stock, that, that is insider trading, and it's not good for anyone. Um, and Hugo has to worry about his own, own self, and he has to worry about the safety of his daughter. Now, it seems like, when, if you remember at the very beginning when Kendall walks into the apartment, Hugo's standing there on the phone complaining to someone on the phone about how they screwed him over. Uh, we can, I think, assume that that was his daughter on the phone for sure. And, you know, Kendall picked up on that. And obviously, Hugo confirmed it to him privately, thinking, why would Kendall, you know, screw me over on this? And, you know, of course, Kendall now with his wry smile sitting on the couch says, do it or... You're, you're going to get it. And, you know, Kendall, we'll see how he kind of transitions into this cold killer the rest of the season. But it's interesting because Kendall has always been one of the softer characters. He's kind of generally a nice guy, even though maybe not the most well-equipped businessman. He's very flip-floppy and shady and is always looking out for himself for sure. Um, but we'll see. Now that he, he finally is the CEO, which is what he always wanted going back to the first season when he got booted from the company, he, he, he's finally the guy. So, you know, it, it seems like, will the power go to his head? It, it's already kind of is. Um, but in a way, like his dad told him, like, 
you, you need to be that. You, you need to be that person who is going to draw a line in the sand, who will be cold-blooded when you have to. And um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, I, I previously thought when Logan passed away in the last episode that there would be something in the will that would kind of throw everything into chaos. And it was really interesting how th there was this piece of paper that Frank found that was undated, uh, that had Kendall's name on it, and literally threw a wrench into everyone's plans, except for Kendall's. It played well for him. So we'll see how this play out, plays out from here. It should be really good.